0: and welcome to the Christian Formation podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and his story. My name is Raven, and today I'm joined by Steve Sivage and Alex Schultz, two members of Providence Church. And today we are talking about the impact of a godly leader. Hey, hey, family. We are so excited that you've joined us today. I don't know if it is your morning, afternoon, evening, either way. We're just excited that you're here. Andrew is actually on sabbatical this week. I know, sad, he's not going to be on this podcast. However, we do have two new voices and I'm super excited to introduce you to them. It's just going to be a really cool conversation about godly leadership and what it looks like to have godly leadership in your own lives. So Steve, Alex, would you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you?
1: Go ahead, Steve. Um, on staff right now with fellowship of Christian athletes, uh, I've been on staff for three years in the Omaha Metro area, working with uh, college coaches and players. So that's, that's the reason there's a lot of history, but that's what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: And I serve on the finance team, um, for Providence church, uh, work in finance. And also, I guess I'm probably here just because former athlete and have personally led through athletics as well as been led so
0: thanks for sharing and also fun fact about alex it was actually his birthday yesterday yeah what did you guys do anything fun
2: um well we were gonna go to Top Golf, but for anyone else listening on tuesdays they don't take call-in appointments and they do take appointments but it only has to be made online and Mm. if you go in person usually the appointments are booked so we went to pf chang's with (laughs) with some friends ate and then we walked over and babysitters till nine so we were like oh, we're not gonna like commit to go golf so we just sat around and talked so
1: awesome yeah
0: that sounds fun Yep. Yeah. Steve isn't there. your group called top golf your city group
1: yes it is because mm-hmm. we go there every city group Really? No, I'm to joking.
0: It's a lie.
1: Sponsored <laughs> by Providence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've
1: signed off on it. now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you guys been to Top Golf yet?
1: Not yet. Wait, no. what? Your no. group is called it's, Top Golf? Well, it's because it's right down the block. It's that's okay. location wise. Um, yeah, that is our plan, though. One of our one of our nights, we're gonna do just a fun night. Top Golf. It's gonna cost. I hear.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Tuesday.
1: Tuesday's half off. Well, that's that's our night. That's what that's eating. what we would try to go nice. for, but.
0: Yeah. So okay. just make your reservation yeah. online. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, we asked you guys to be here today because we are excited to hear about godly leadership in your lives and also how you've been godly leaders. And so one of the questions that kind of came to mind as we were thinking through this, who were leaders in your life that had a profound impact on you today? And why this is important is because we are all surrounded by people every single day, whether that's a teacher, that's a coach, and those people have profound impacts on our lives. And so knowing that, we ourselves want to be godly leaders. And what are some experiences that you've had with godly leaders?
2: Um, Yeah, so I think what is critical for me is I came to know Christ in college. And so I think of, I mean, most people would agree that college are really those four or five years are really formidable. Um, And so um, being around two believing coaches um, at UNO, um, that was huge. Um, I really interacted with the late Chris Gadsden a lot. And Mm -hmm. so um, that was just um, having not only my head coach, Coach Harold, being a believer, but also too being day in, day out um, and being able to just see how he walked through his life um, and kind of balanced family, and then also just leadership with us, and pouring into you know the team. Um, that was really just eye opening as mm-hmm. someone who committed to the program, coming in as a non Christian
1: um, and leaving as a Christian. Uh, mine's I think right now regarding not um, specifically with uh, sports, athletics, but actually the last the the two um, leaders our organization fellowship of christian athletes so you got brian conklin who came up was uh was the director here in omaha when i came on staff and then uh he's left for another position in fca in minnesota i don't know why but anyway <laughs> um and then um uh ryan sears is now my boss and so <laughs> these guys it's just interesting i was thinking about this godly leadership and these these two guys and you could say because you you get paid right now by them and so therefore you're talking about them nicely no <laughs> um, these two guys I mean I've been around a lot of you know nonprofit organizations for-profit and these two guys modeled just what really the, the definition of a godly leader and so um, they're about um, the mission hey here's here's the vision here's where we need to go here's how we're gonna do it today this week the mission and then the humility as they go about mm. it—just great, humble guys. Um, nothing about themselves. Um, it's about what we're doing, where we're going, and so that's just th- those guys. It's been fun to see that. Um, I wish there was a little more of that in you know the for-profit world. But, yeah. So it's it's that's when I think of two, two golly leaders, Brian Conklin,
0: mm. he's
1: listening, and then Ryan Sears, <laughs> great dudes.
0: Yeah. And so those two were Christians. Mm -hmm. And then you said, Alex, that Mm -hmm. were both of those coaches Christians as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they
2: were. Um, and so my head coach, coach Harold, um, he could really relate, um, just because I think, um, through his testimony when he was a young kid playing baseball, um, I mean, he was wild. Like I think most student athletes are honestly. And Mm -hmm. so I'm being able to relate. And I mean, he was so open about his faith and, I mean, we were at a public university as well, um, and so him being open about his faith, as well as um, every time I went into Gaddy's office, I mean, I, Bible was out like it—it it wasn't like a secret, you know. And so um, having them be leaders of the team, that was something that, when you're around them, you know, almost every day for four years, it's just something that is, I mean, you don't have to name one little instance because Mm -hmm. you're with someone so much that they are having a huge impact on you.
0: Yeah, the testimony of their lives was lived out every single day. So then for teachers or for coaches, a lot of times they can't speak about their faith. So see if you're in a really unique experience and opportunity where your bosses are part of a Christian organization. And so you're gonna hope, okay, let's hope they're living out these values and speaking about their faith. But what do you do with people who truly... Aren't supposed to? How do they live that out each day?
1: Yeah, I, I think they just need to be true to themselves. So if you know people are listening now, or um, if you're in those leadership positions, I think it's just be true to yourself. If you are a follower of Christ and you're abiding in Him, live it out, and in P- and God's going to you His Spirit's going to work in, in the audience around you, your employment, on your team, whatever it is, the Spirit's going to go before you and set things up mm. for conversations outside of the job, outside of the team, whatever it is, um, the spirit, that's what he's about. So he's going to get, he's going to orchestrate that. Um, so just be true, live out your faith and then opportunities are going to happen. Mm. So, you know, I think if a person's trying to orchestrate that force, um, I know there's Christian leaders out there that really are kind of dogmatic. and They're going to do it anyway. Um, if the spirit's telling you to it, sweet, that's great. You're obeying. Um, there are there's going to be some serious consequences can be with that, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, maybe you're going to lose your job, God's got another job for you. You know, so um, if you are if the, if the spirit's leading you to be pretty vocal, be ready for a crazy ride. Things are going to happen, and if that's what the Lord wants, that's what He wants. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if you're saying, well, I know I shouldn't be doing that in my current environment, speaking vocally, just be true, live out your faith, and then there's going to be, you know, scenarios outside of the job or the team.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think to kind of echo that as well, um, just what kind of came to mind when you're talking through that, which I don't know how this relates, but (laughs) we were going through, we had, we have Xander going to preschool now, like a couple days a week for a few hours. And so when we're on our tour, there is, um, it's at a church, um, and they go through, you know, the Bible and, you know, Jesus stories for the kids and, I mean, he's two and a half, so I don't know, you know, who knows. But anyways, um, when we were on our tour of the facility of the church, of everything, um, the family that was walking with us had just moved from Seattle and were non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And the wife had asked, so we are not religious. So how does the story of the, you know, of the Bible impact us and, mm-hmm. and our kids And I think that just stuck out to me because there's so many opportunities that people feel like they're not allowed to talk about their faith, um, especially in the for-profit world or in a school. But ultimately everyone on this earth is searching for meaning. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as a Christian, knowing the stories of the Bible, knowing God's love and grace for people, I think it's something that can be just empowering just to say, Hey, you know what? Like I, I, there's more to this. Um, and so you can speak up and have huge impact, um, without shoving down doctrine. It's like mm. just forcing it o- upon someone, um, in certain situations. So I yeah. don't know if that completely relates, yeah. completely relates, but it just kind of stuck out in my mind. Cause she's just talking about how impactful the stories of the Bible are regardless of your faith. Mm. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's, a good push to say, okay, we should be sharing about our faith, but then also there are small, subtle ways that you can show it through your character or through your leadership. What are some stories that come to mind for you all where you were in a situation where it was godly leadership and you did get to speak into someone's life?
2: I think about the godly leadership that when I was in college, that was cultivated to have us be able to do Bible studies on the road. And I think our coaches were well aware that we would be blocking out, you know, an hour, hour and a half on certain road trips um, in the evenings. And so I think about all the super authentic conversations with non-believing teammates um, that can be super impactful if you just create a space an open and inviting space for people that have questions that have doubts. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that going to what you had alluded to, Steve is let the spirit move. I think too many people, if you feel a call to leadership, you don't continue to maybe pray into that and you feel like, okay, I've been called, so I'm going. Um, But the truth is that you're going to be led by the spirit. Every step of the way, and ultimately, your leadership style may and will evolve as time goes on, as you are called to certain places and areas of life.
1: Uh, I just think about before coming on staff with FCA, uh, I was with a company, local company here, and um, doing like leadership development within the uh the middle level management, executive level, and so mm. um, we had locations around the United States, so. Um, the CEO had me, he knew I was about, um, he knew I loved Jesus. Um, and he was, he was fine with that, but not for him. And, and um, so he just said, Hey, Savage, be you go. I want you to, I know what you're about. Just go around to our different teams around the States and just, um, you know, help with culture was his, uh, main concern. And so it was great. So, um, I'd, you know, go into for a couple of days into a city, to our operations there and I'd go out the first night I always chose to go out with everybody have dinner get them dinner and um and so it's just a great time to just talk life and not talk about work we talked about work but also talked just drilled them with other questions about life families relationships and so always in those environments I prayed into those one of those and so there was always opportunities to share my, hey, this is, this is, well, regarding that, you know, that's rough going on in your life. Yeah, that's, so this is just, I'm just gonna tell you my story, what's happened to me and what God's done to me. And so I'd tell a mm-hmm. little bit, a little testimony, a little, little fact about what God's done in my life back in that scenario or today. And so that was another, you know, it was intentional. I'm going to get into your life. I'm going to ask you questions about your life. And I know mm-hmm. there's going to be some stuff that God's going to bring to the to the top of your head to talk about. And so we're going to dive into that. I'm gonna, I'm I'm counting on you, God, to stir mm-hmm. the conversation to where you want. And just let's get into it. You know. Yeah. So that was um that whole um just being intentional of what those um those nights could be when I take out the group in a, in a certain city it was it was um just great. And they knew I was there for helping them. And I was given lots of different titles for this role. Mm. I can't even share some of them <laughs> that these individuals would give me. Are you, uh, are you sometime a guru? Are you, are you, you know, like just new age religious coach? I mean, like it was so funny. It was awesome. <laughs> different, all the different cities had different, titles for me. (laughs)
0: Mm. But it's such a beautiful picture of how God does lead. Like you were saying, Alex and Steve, just the way that the Holy Spirit will direct you in those conversations, but truly walking into it going, okay, Lord, I'm going to prayerfully just ask you, would you move during this time? And would you lead me? And depending on him, that's awesome. So what are some experiences where you haven't had a godly leader and how has that impacted your life?
2: I think I've always been wired to be a leader. I don't know how early that started, but I think back to throughout athletics, even when we would have substitute teachers, like I I think I was always just want someone that would lead. Um, And so ultimately for me, um, not having a godly or even a good leader at that has, has, not necessarily impacted me as much as others that Mm -hmm. are not wired to be leaders. I think when you are someone that is wired to be a leader, you can have blinders on at times. And so depending on what you are, you know, what authority figure who they are, you know, how they act and that doesn't have as much of an impact on you um, as a leader than someone that is a non-leader. And what I'm getting to that is, I think you need to understand that if you are a leader or if you feel like you're being called to be a leader, that you need to be aware of how big of an impact leadership has on the average person, Mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, for lack of a better term. Um, So just being totally aware of that. I I think back to my life, I, I don't have a huge impact
1: negatively based off of bad leadership. I got some. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, uh, the couple that come to mind over the years and it was in a for profit, um, business environment. Uh, it's just so simple. It stands out bad leadership. Just, it just, it's so obvious to everyone. Um, Mm. so usually what you're going to see with bad leadership, like a common thing is just, it's, it's all about them and they want to tear you down. Mm. And so, and that's, that happens outside of people who are leaders, um, just in public that happens. But, um, mm. when leaders though, when they're about this tearing down, it's to, you know, to belittle you today and what you're not accomplishing or what you should be accomplishing and just tearing you down. Mm. It's just, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a brutal thing to be under, uh, that type of leader. But I think it's a common is basically selfishness. You know, it's, yeah. it's about me. Um and you 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 are really bad you know I, I can't I don't even want to be around you but you're an employee underneath me and I just don't even really want to um, do business do life with you so um, selfishness just stands out of and mm. yeah there's lots of stories with that but that's um it stands out really obvious yeah, yeah.
2: lack of humility too yeah. what you're emphasizing yeah. you know with with the FCA leadership yeah. team yeah. right I mean s- such humble guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is a huge thing that, you know, I think
1: a lot of things stem from humility or lack thereof. And I think we can't forget about personality too. Um, that is a factor. I mean, God uses all different personalities, um, when he calls them into a leadership position. So, um, you know, some people are more just type a personalities. And so people think, oh, leader. Okay. Just period. That's a leader. Eh, not necessarily, you know, I, I mean, God could be having them um do that but that's i just think we got to be careful cuz when i think of uh the the two quality leaders that been i've been around lately um they're not extroverts and mm. um you know just talkers and you know that type of personality um but they get things done and they do it in a way that you're enjoying working alongside them on their team um it's just a joy versus you know so i think it's i to me it's been interesting to watch um, different types of leaders, you know, the, the type A or the extrovert and then the introvert leader. That's fascinating to mm. watch. There's some beauty in both, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think we just got to be careful Is when we're looking for leaders. Okay, we got to bring somebody in a leadership position here. Um, let's look for the type A or the extrovert. And so I just, so it's a warning. Um, maybe, you know, people are listening have seen introvert leaders over them. They're just phenomenal. Great. Well, there, you have an example to, to pay attention to, that it can exist. So don't, I just think, be careful. Wherever you're at, if you're thinking, if you think maybe God's stirring for you to lead, or you might be calling into something to lead, and I'm, I'm just not a type A driven, you know, talker, don't let that, you know, discourage you. I must not be the person for that.
2: Yeah, definitely don't write yourself off if you're an introvert, because, yep. yeah, like, I mean, I'm... Family friends with Ryan Sears and I mean, you you meet the person, you know, meet, you meet Ryan in a public setting, and you immediately think like, no way, this guy is leading a team of Christ followers. And then, I mean, he—that's just how he's wired, and yeah, just mm-hmm. God's gifted him, and how
1: he has been wired as an introvert. Yeah. Point guard playing point guard <laughs> didn't help at Creighton. I mean, that didn't hurt. Yeah, that. Didn't. <laughs>
0: It really makes me think about just the story of Moses. And Moses was like, Lord, don't send me. I can't speak, but God truly will equip his people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he did end up sending someone else, but it's like, man, if God's calling you to lead, lead and step out and don't be worried that you don't look like the extroverted leader and just remember that God will shape those characteristics and those skills. So what are some other characteristics of a godly leader? You had mentioned Alex, humility, And Steve, you're kind of giving the antithesis of that, saying selfishness, putting people down, that is not godly leadership. What are characteristics of a godly leader?
2: I'm scared to say this because before we started the podcast, he was like, oh, servant. (laughs) (laughs) But I think ultimately, as someone that I personally am wired in servanthood, I think whatever God has created created and wired you as that is what you're going to excel most in leadership. Mm -hmm. And so for me immediately, it's like, Oh, servanthood. If I'm serving someone, I am, I can be vocal, but generally um, throughout leadership, it's through actions, through servanthood. Um, And so I am not, I wouldn't say I'm a introvert or an extrovert. I'd probably be very even keeled, but I would say whatever God, what I mean, you can identify with yourself as what is my biggest strength. What is what has God equipped me with, um, and and from there, that's probably your avenue of
1: how you're going to lead people. Mm-hmm. So when people hear godly leadership, you I mean, if you've if you're a Christian or been around religious settings, you you think immediately of. Um, just character kind of the things that you, when, if you were to have somebody define find what, what's, what's Godly leadership, they'd start and probably only stay with character things. So humility, um, selflessness, you know, um, just caring, compassionate, you know, that's yep. That, those are good. That's Godly leadership. Um, but you, if it's only character, I think there's character plus kind of like results, mm. you know? Yeah, and so yeah so you you take you know jesus you take or any other uh you know individual from scripture that's in leadership there's action there's action leading to results and so we know what the mission of christ was god says i'm going to send myself in flesh to die there's a mission we're going to die for the sins only i can do i'm going to live a perfect life and then be killed for my godly leadership you know and so mm-hmm. um so there's a mission with godly leaders. And so I think that's just important to highlight. Like you got a key on that. Just don't stop with character and just stop there. Um, You know, great godly leaders are servant leaders who, you know, there's a vision. There's something we're going after here and we need to get there by God's help, but we need to get there. And what do we need to do with this team? What do we got to do with this team to live that out daily? What are we going to do? Okay, I'm going to listen to my team, my my, the individuals on my team, and so I'm listening, caring, com, you know, compassionate, um, helping them become better in their strengths and you know, eliminating some of the the weaknesses, or just just hurting the mission, but we got to, we got to go somewhere here. We got to go somewhere. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, in today's, you know, the last 10 years metrics, you know, for leadership are you know, just that language metrics. It's just a great word. Um, and I think that's very important because otherwise in some nonprofit circles, it's man, phenomenal with char- character stuff, phenomenal. But what are we getting done? Mm-hmm. You know? And so godly leadership gets things done by his power. Yeah. yeah. I would also kind of add into that is
2: speaking on the results, it's such a like fine line of what our society lives by right now, but also too, I've, what I've found in the Christian realm, because I'm a believer as of six years ago, basically. Um, and so I've lived, you know, majority of my life outside of a church outside of Christian people that are walking in with Jesus um, in some sort of form of religion. Um, once I got into the realm of the Christian world in Omaha, I think it's all too easy to be complacent. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I remember once, you know, once I converted in college, our student athlete ministry just took off because we were results driven people. It was, how are we only going to bring, you know, two new people over the course of a month? Like that just doesn't make sense. We're not doing what we're called to. And so there's this fine line of judging your leadership based off of results, but also to being complacent with a lack of results of, converting or having intentional conversation whatever the metric like what you had mentioned steve whatever the metric you're judging your leadership by i would say the metric should be conviction
1: but also like you just have to be a go-getter mm-hmm. and that's isn't it i think this is interesting you know just with alex's background with athletics and i'm working with coaches but is athletics is is phenomenal like um, some of the things you learn in athletics of just overcoming—you got to keep going. You got to keep persevering. I got an injury. I gotta, I gotta do what it takes to get back on the field. I mean, just the things that an athlete has to, whether it's in junior high, high school, college, whatever. Um, it's interesting how that gets translated, can translate really well. There's there's negatives to it, but the positives are phenomenal, especially mm-hmm. for leadership, um, athletics. Something that has played has had to be somewhat competitive in life um, really is there's some great nuances for leadership because you do, you, you just good. There's things your, your team, uh, your company, your organization is going to fail on in, at times throughout the year. Well, now we're just going to, you know, just well, now we won't try anymore. Mm. Usually people with athletic backgrounds are saying, well, yeah, it's a setback. Let's keep going. We've got something we're playing for here, you know? So um, it's just interesting. Athletics,
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good picture just to remember that not only do you have to have a really great character as a godly leader, but I would say even part of that character of godly leadership is perseverance and is getting things done as well. And so just as a question to conclude, what would you all say is the necessity of godly leadership in every single person? Is everyone called to be a godly leader? Because we were talking about how some people might not have that go-getter mentality inside of them does that mean they're no longer a godly leader
1: that's a great one i just when you said that i think everybody is called to be if you're a follower of christ okay you've been saved by his blood and i think then um everybody's called to be a godly leader now are you called into a godly leadership mm-hmm. i think that's different a little bit like leadership means there's an actual role probably or it's known by all around you that this is kind of a role to oversee us or whatever. So I think there's different this nuance there with that leadership versus leader. So I think everybody uh, uh, an eight-year- old girl um, uh, around her family can can um, live out what a godly leader looks like mm-hmm. for this eight-year- old girl, you know versus a 60 year old. It doesn't it doesn't matter about age, experience, God's forming something. And wants to live that out and exhibit who he is through this individual. So I think everybody really, if you're a follower of Christ, you've been called to be a godly leader. But maybe not leadership right now or yes, yes, no.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think all of us can identify someone in our immediate circle that is not following Christ. And so by being a Christ follower, you are then called to. Be a leader now, like exactly what you're saying. There are going to be instances where you can be called up into leadership, but also too, we all need to look at ourselves as leaders and, you know, fighting for the kingdom. Um, and so that is something that can be really, really empowering. Once you have that mental shift of, Oh, I feel like I'm inadequate or I feel like I'm ill-equipped. No, through his spirit, he will create, opportunities for you to show how you are a godly leader. And so you just have to be willing and and ready to, to take advantage of those opportunities.
0: Well, thank you guys. Thank you as well for joining us on the Christian Formation podcast as we described and kind of unpacked what it means to be a godly leader and what that looks like in our own lives. If you want to find out more about us, you can check us out at providenceomaha.org. If you want to learn anything else about our church, you can head to providenceomaha.org as well. Again, if you have any questions, thoughts, podcast topics, please don't hesitate to reach out and we will see you next week.